This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. With me are my brothers, Steve and Greg Brown. How you doing, brothers? Good. Great. You guys spiritually really sound it. <laughs> right? Fucking killing it. I am I am excited to do an episode of my adopted city. Washington. Right, yeah. Hey. You're not from Washington, DC though. But I've lived here for since 2006. Six, so yeah, but you live in Arlington. That's completely different. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's like us saying we're from Boston. We're from New Hampshire. I, I know. It's more like people like saying half hour away. You live in Brooklyn and like they're from New York City, right? It's kind of right across. It's three miles from my house to DC. Wait, Brooklyn's not in New York City? Well, it's like it's close enough right across the river, that sort of thing. You it's could like saying you there. live in New York City, but Brooklyn's considered part of New York. Walk, I can walk That's to Georgetown it. from my house. It takes about an hour. That's a better analogy, Andy. New Jersey. Yeah. But that's cool. I'm just saying that you're a phony, you're a fake, and stop <laughs> lying to us. Okay? okay. Speaking of phony fakes, let's get into the Redskins and their owner, Dan Snyder. Yeah, well, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get any further, like, can we can we talk about what we're going to call this team? Because I... That's a good point. I mean, well, obviously, they're no longer currently called the... This is true. Name Do we, we co- but our, they were yeah, them we, back then, right? And like as a historical podcast, do you still use the term that they were called, or do let's you censor them, it? Let's call them the Native Americans. Well, we call them the R words. We call them the Skins. But the, <laughs> see, I back in my day, I remember <laughs> the original R word. <laughs> we call them the pigs. <laughs> Steve, stop acting so R-worded. <laughs> oh, I'm acting so red-skinned. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so if you haven't guessed by now, it's 2003, week four, where the Patriots go to... I don't even know what the stadium was called. What is it called, Steve? Uh, FedEx Field. It I don't know if it was FedEx back then, but it is now. Yeah, sure yeah it was. Um, FedEx Field uh, built in 1997. Which Phil Sims in this game called a beautiful place. He said it's a beautiful day in a beautiful stadium. It's a dump. So it was it's built a, in '97, no. but it was known as Jack Kent Cook Stadium until '99 when it became FedEx Field. I don't know who Jack Kent Cook is, but stat check. No idea. Jack Kent Cook. Jack Kent Cook. Cook with an E. He's an American Canadian businessman, and he, ha- he they named a team after him. Dude's Canadian. Probably paid for it, dude. Fucking hell. Yeah, he might have been the owner before Snyder. I don't care. Um, They're headquartered in, in Lansdowne, Virginia. That's where the stadium is, right? Lansdowne? No. Stadium's no. in Maryland. Landover. 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 Oh. And then, like, their headquarters is in Ashburn, Virginia. So, like. In Bendover, Maryland. Yeah. Bendover? Yeah. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> hey, where's we the stadium? <laughs> Bend over, bend over. I'll show you. <laughs> you know how um, when uh, Patriots games are on TV and they're always showing like cuts of Boston, right? And Faneuil Hall and shit, and everyone yeah. in New England's like, that ain't 
you know, Foxborough. It's a fucking middle of nowhere and one way right. in and one way out. And it's a sort of a miserable experience to get there. Redskins Stadium's the same way. Mm, but worse. It's in like middle of nowhere, Maryland, probably a good you know, 45 minutes outside the city, surrounded by concrete and highways. There is like the very end of a metro line out there. So you could take the metro if you want, but then you got to walk a mile from the metro stop to the stadium. <laughs> Well, that's well planned. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, you know, of course, in this Redskins. game, they're they're cutting into like the Jefferson Monument and all these cool things you can do in DC. And it's just yeah. same idea. Disingenuous, shall we mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the league, too. At, at this, this point. It's gotta be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the some of the obvious ones are like Lambeau, Soldier mm. Field, Arrowhead. Well, Soldier Field got renovated though. Yeah, remember, a lot of these have been renovated. Time, yeah, yeah, two thousand two. Hard Rock Stadium that got renovated. I think the Jacksonville one got renovated too, right? Well, Snyder yeah. wanted to move the Redskins in. into DC, into JFK where they used to play that stadium yeah, right yeah. in DC on the water, and they were like, "Not with that name, you're not." <laughs> this is literally the whole holdup was like, "We're not moving the Redskins into DC." It's really, yeah. Huh. I think that's a big part of and it. And that's sort of what's forcing the name change right now. Oh, so then they're going to move now? It's not like a done deal. There's still a lease they have at FedEx, but Snyder definitely, definitely wants to move him into D.C. Mm. If he still owns a team by that point. And what Dan Snyder wants, Dan Snyder gets. Well, do we want to talk about Dan Snyder? That seems like a good segue. Greg, I know that you uh, you have some thoughts on Mr. Snyder. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean... As I typically do, I look for any characters of interest in these teams that we're playing and try and do a little internet sleuthing. Sleuthing. Yeah, to see if I can find anything interesting. And I mean, he obviously has the reputation he has. And there was just an overwhelming amount of like basically Dan Snyder bashing content on the internet. (laughs) Like I did it. I almost got to a point where I was like, there was just so much that I was like reading the same thing over and over again, or like <laughs> listening to the same thing. Cause th- there's like, you know, there's like websites dedicated to like trash and on Dan Snyder. Ooh, what are they? Well, I mean, I think the, the one that is probably the most comprehensive is the one you sent me to Andy. Like it, it's like oh, an yeah. alphabetical list of shit the, reasons that Dan Snyder is not the, the cranky Redskins Redskins fans guide to Dan Snyder yeah. from A to Z an encyclopedia of the owner's many failings. <laughs> and it was awesome. Definitely post this in the, uh, so there's like a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of like interesting things on there. I pulled out a couple. I mean, I think one part that was a recurring theme is that he's a big nickel and dime. you kind of guy to his own fans. Oh yeah. Which, oh, yeah. if you're not playing well, really doesn't resonate well with the fan fan base, right? Which they haven't been doing. So, a couple of uh, examples of that. Um, this one's pretty good. Uh, so, they were, in 2006, they started offering, vendors offered shelled nuts in royal blue and white five-ounce bags adorned with Independence Air logo. The problem being that the airline had gone under about a year earlier and um, apparently they were all the nuts were like past their expiration date as well. <laughs> and so we just took them and sold them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> with, oh my god! With the branding still on it, the Independence Air <laughs> branding still on it. <laughs> I wonder how much a bag of those peanuts went for. Because, I mean, stadium peanuts aren't cheap. Fifteen bucks. Right. Yeah. One of the more like offensive ones here is after nine eleven, they added a four dollar security surcharge to all ticket prices after that happened with no discernible difference in like the security at the stadium. (laughs) That's great. That's really bad. And then they sold like, uh, there was like an anniversary or something, the fifth anniversary and they were selling nine 11 hats, like Memorial hats for $24. And, um, they were like $6 more than like, just the standard hat. So they just like slapped the Redskins logo on it and oh said, hey, here's a 9-11 hat for $6 more. Oh, classy dude. Mm-hmm. There was uh, the sign incident where yes, all the fans were putting signs up or like they bring signs to the game that were like, you know, kind of trash and ownership, stuff like that. So they... Um, banned signs at the stadium but then like later uh geico had a deal with them and they were handing out geico signs to everybody in the stadium (laughs) so yeah it's only banned unless like unless i can make a couple cheap bucks off it you know banned for everybody but our corporate sponsors yeah exactly uh they're the first people to ever charge admission for um training camp Oh shit! Yep, they were the first ones to do that. I think it was like fifty bucks to get into training camp. Um, Holy shit, that's a lot. They were. There's a rule, I guess, in the NFL about like uh, having advertisements for alcohol, mm. and um, they were. They had strategically placed Smirnoff Ice and Captain Morgan's gold advertisements that were in like the sight line of the like the main camera so that they yeah. could you know <laughs> yeah kind of sidestep those rules oh my god <laughs> and i guess there was some uh partnership with those brands as well shocking <laughs> yeah um they were suing their season ticket holders in 2008, yeah, 2009, during the recession period, right. despite claiming that there was uh, 200,000 people on their season ticket waiting list. So they were suing <laughs> the ones that had season tickets because they couldn't pay their their dues. Yeah, wasn't there some story about like some 90-year-old like, lady that got sued yeah. and had been a season ticket holder forever? And yeah, yeah that whole like everyone knew yeah. that like, dude. You want season tickets? Whatever. They'll put you on the list. You got to wait like 15 years. We have so many people on our season ticket. And everyone like knew it's kind of bullshit. And then that all shit went down. And then they had to come out. I'm pretty sure the course admit like, yeah, we got nobody. <laughs> Shocking. Because they've been terrible during that time just, too, right? Yeah. They've been terrible for a while. They haven't been great. They were terrible once he bought the team. I think they were good up until then. I have some numbers on that too. Specific to the cook. But I mean, just think about like as a business person, do you think it's a good idea to sue your season ticket holders? Those are your most faithful fans and most reliable income is your season ticket holders. And you're suing them during a nationwide 
recession. Does that yes, sound like yeah. a like regardless of anything? Does that sound like a savvy business move? Well, let's let's talk about how he made his money. Is there any of that on there? Uh, it might, I, I might have missed it. What was? How do you? He's like one of the pioneers of email spam. So he, really? he pioneered email spam, like the whole can spam act, like the federal legislation against it. Yeah. Has a lot to do with Dan Snyder and like the shit that he did. So he made a fuck ton of money spamming people with emails when email first came out, bought a football team and that's just coasted since. And he looks like the type of guy that would invent email spam, doesn't oh, he? Oh, 100%. That's slimy acts looking. like it. God. Oh, chinless motherfucker. Oh, I can't God, everyone it. hates it. He's such a fucking little, I don't know, dweeb. Weasel. Such a punchable weasel, yeah. face. Ah, no, He's no. a weasel, yeah. 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 And I think he I read some stuff about him. He like idolizes Jerry Jones. So he's he wants to be the star of the show, you know? Right. He just sucks at it. <laughs> well, no, yeah, he's just not a good Yeah, yeah. And then he, he kind of like gets his lackeys in there that do will do whatever he wants to do. Oh yeah. yeah. And he puts them in positions of power and a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Creates a toxic work environment. Right. Um, I also looked through like some of the head coach head coaches in his tenure. Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of names on there that are like, you know, they're, they're good coaches that you've heard of that, you know, outside of the Redskins are, had really good careers. So I, I, well, that's I pulled, thing. Hey, yeah. you got a big name. He's a shitload of money. Did that with players too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coaches, players, old, old guys. Yeah. Old yep. stars who were past their prime. Like yeah. in this game, um, Bruce Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is a bit of a common theme among, among the coaches that, you know, he was a bit too heavy handed in trying to get involved in personnel decisions rather right. than trusting these guys to do their jobs. But I, I, I looked at, I pulled a few of them out to, to see what their records were like under Snyder compared to everywhere else they were in their Ooh, careers. Like and there's okay. a, there's a, I'll just say there's a common theme here. <laughs> All right. So I guess they did way better <laughs> working for Snyder. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Steve Spurrier. Um, he's the coach during this 2003 yeah. game. So mm-hmm. if you, he, he coached in a few different areas. His most notably was in the NCAA, obviously with uh, Florida and then Florida, yeah. with South Carolina. So his record, yeah, his record in college as a college coach was 228, 89 and two with a national title with Florida. He was 35 and 21 in the USFL. He was seven and one in the AAF, and he was 12 and 20 with the Washington <laughs> Redskins. <laughs> and uh, here's a quote Oof. from Spurrier I went to the team that offered the most money instead of the best situation. <laughs> the owner and the personnel guys, they picked the team. I couldn't even pick the quarterback the second year. So I knew it wasn't going to work, but that's okay. I probably didn't do a very good job and the situation wasn't what I was looking for. So it was time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that 
one quote sums up the entire Redskins organization under Snyder of like, hey, you have a big quote. name. Here's a shitload of money, but we're not going to actually let you do what we're going to pay you to do because like I have, I can't give up that control. And then you're going to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so before him, there's an interesting one of how he even got his job is Marty Schottenheimer. Right. Oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. So Marty Schottenheimer was... He, he he coached a bunch of teams, right? He was a Cleveland, Kansas oh, yeah. City, San Diego. Easy, so yeah. he was he was forty four and twenty seven with Cleveland. He made the playoffs all four seasons that he coached Cleveland. Not bad. He was one hundred one and fifty eight with Kansas City. He made the playoffs seven out of those ten seasons. Mm-hmm. He was forty seven and thirty three with San Diego. He made playoffs <laughs> twice out of five seasons and had that fourteen and two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. San Diego team of the Pats beat. Yeah. Um, and then he was, he, they, I guess, I think they like started 0 and 5, and then he like rallied the team and they finished 8 and 8 by winning like, like seven of the last eight games or something ridiculous. Right? Yeah. They won either final 11 games to narrowly miss the postseason. To, despite this, in a controversial move, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, fired Schottenheimer on January 2002. <laughs> to make room for former University of Florida head coach Steve Spurrier, his shiny new toy. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so glad. No, nope. only took the job for the money. Yeah, no foresight. Yes. Yeah. And like the one time your team is like showing signs of momentum, like, Oh man, eight out of 11, this team looks good. Barely missed the playoffs. Like, all right. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> so what was Schottenheimer's record on the skins? Eight and eight. eight, and eight, 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 eight one season. He had one season. He gave him yeah. one year. Oof. Brutal. Um, another name you'll obviously recognize is Joe Gibbs. Yeah. He is he was with the Redskins prior to the Daniel Schneider regime. So this was back in the day. Yeah. He was before so Schneider, he was 140 and 65 with uh three Super Bowl wins in his tenure. And then he came back to the Redskins when Snyder was there and he was 31 and 36. (laughs) (laughs) And he like hated it so bad that he like goes into like NASCAR, right? Like he's just like, fuck this. I'm I'm done with football. I hate football now. (laughs) 140. So he in in 205 games, but in the original era, it took him only like, see, it's 65 losses that whole time. In like 67 games, he's already up to 36 losses. <laughs> <laughs> but even he, he, Joe Gibbs was one of the few coaches who took the Redskins to the playoffs or even had a winning record. Yes. Yes. I Snyder. believe he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, real, that was 70. more just because the rest of the NFC was like a dumpster fire. That wasn't like they had a great season. Yeah, they went ten and six in 05 and lost in the divisional round, and then nine right. and seven in 07 and lost in the wild card. And that divisional round one was is that RG three? No, I think RG three was. We'll get to there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Joe Gibbs is Mark the only one that I that didn't seem to. Um, I couldn't find any quotes of him like trashing Snyder. Like pretty much every other coach. There was yeah. either like direct quotes or like, you know, 
yeah. big references to how yeah. displeased they were with the situation. <laughs> but but Joe I mean, Gibbs, like he he stayed on as like a I don't know like a a consultant type deal, I think. Okay. So and I, uh, he's like a legend in in Washington, right, Steve? Like yeah, because I mean, I he Super Bowls, he's got to have like he like got to love the Redskins and hate Dan Snyder. I bet privately, Joe Gibbs like absolutely hates what Dan Snyder has done to the team. Mm-hmm. You gotta. You yeah. know, like I will say people in DC Redskins are the number one team, but boy, do they hate like I mean it's just like they just had all the effort beaten out of them. If Dan Snyder sells a team and like they get a competent owner and who lets like if they get an RKK in there and they turn the team around in five years, this place will be crazy. But yeah. So many years under Snyder is just taking the life out of all the fans here. And turning mm-hmm. into Lions fans. <laughs> no, Lions fans care more. Are you kidding me? There are no Trevors out there of the Redskins. I know a fair <laughs> amount of Redskins fans, and they're all just like, just so downtrodden. I don't know. I bet. I bet because wasn't uh, what was the name of the owner for the the Lions that they all went fired? Um, that was Matt Millen, the GM. It was never the owner. Oh, oh, that's right. It was Matt Millen. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. I feel that like the owner is, you know, they just they see no hope. Because as long yeah. as the inside is going, he can't get fired. We got nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. That sucks. Then he's like, he's relatively young too, right? It's like I don't know, fifties, sixties. Yeah, he looks pretty young. So like, he's like, what are you hoping for him to die? <laughs> Good luck there. You get another forty years, guys. No way he's selling. Like you can't really do anything about an owner. Like you can't force them to. Well. Yeah. Kind of force that guy in Carolina if they did something inappropriate. Right. He was 55 yeah. years old, by the way. Damn. Yeah. His net worth is $2.6 billion. But like, that's the entire team. He has nothing else besides the team. He doesn't have any businesses. He's not like got a shill of money. His entire assets are there. He literally just made the money in spamming people emails, bought a team, and that's, that's it. That's why he's so involved. It's like his entire life. Like, Arcade K's got other shit going on. He's like, I'm building Patriot Place and I'm doing this and I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah. You know, got a bunch of other ventures going on and getting jerked off in massage parlors. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That's what somebody needs to do. Somebody needs to jerk this guy off. <laughs> He's too busy doing it himself. Yeah, yeah no, stop. I can do that better than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> He's overpaying for it. <laughs> you have a big name, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's, he's gonna try and get arcade caves in the suits. No, it's definitely some like over the hill porn star. Yeah, Jenna Sto- Daniels, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, some huge name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh lord! Wow. So the last one I had on this list was our boy Mike Shanahan. We kind of talked about how awesome he was when when sure. uh, yeah when we played the the Broncos. I mean, he's had like a ridiculous career. Mm-hmm. 138 and 86 with Denver with two Super Bowl wins. And in Washington, 24 and 41. Oh. And then they had wow. Kyle Shanahan on that staff. Dude, they had Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and the who's the coach for the Bengals, that young guy. Oh, we oh. Yes, I know you're talking about. I can't. Yeah, uh, they were all in that staff. Yeah, and they had Robert Griffin, Zach Taylor, Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, they have coaching talent, but why would you stick around? Because you don't get to do any of the actual coaching. You're just mm-hmm. being told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. And now it's Ron Rivera in between cancer treatments. He's trying to coach a football team, which is I mean, good for him, but Jesus. Yeah. It's a tough He's, situation. Uh, I don't know why he took that. Well, I don't know. Uh, cause he got, I guess an NFL job, <laughs> an NFL job. Right. But I guess, I mean, it might be just the Steve Spurrier attitude. It's like, these guys are offering me a shit ton of money. Mm. So. Yeah. But Mike Shanahan, they had a, they had a messy divorce. I'm pretty sure that he was the one that the whole, whole Robert Griffin knee injury situation mm-hmm. and the playoffs. Yep. Um, there was something about like Griffin saying, that certain plays had to be in the playbook or certain plays had to be called and that uh, Shanahan got the indication that that was from the top. Like there wasn't a choice. He'd have to play these plays, I guess. So he's even getting like involved in play calling. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) Yeah. He said, this is a quote. Griffin actually mentioned what plays were acceptable and unacceptable and when he started talking about what plays were acceptable and unacceptable and that he wasn't a rookie anymore and wanted to voice his opinion, the term unacceptable is used by Dan, the owner, quite often. So I had a little bit of a smile when I heard some of these complaints. So, I mean, he might be projecting Shanahan, but. Maybe, but. Yeah, go on. I feel like the track record is there. Yeah, yeah. No right. Yeah, you right. take the context of how every other coach has talked about him. Then. Can you imagine Bill um, Parcells working for uh, Snyder? Talk about not being able to buy the groceries. No. Who would right. be allowed to go to the grocery store? Got <laughs> yeah. to ask for the car keys. Oh my god! Get his allowance every week. Yeah, right. Exactly. Get driven there and told what to buy. <laughs> yeah. Here's a list. Here's the exact amount of money you to buy the things you need. Go. Right. So this this Redskins team. Um, this was the Steve Spurrier area, like we we talked about. This is Spurrier's. Second year, yes. Second season, yeah. Second season. Uh, with noted QB phenom Patrick Ramsey. Did I, before I before I looked this game up, I was like, all right, Greg, can you name any players on this team? Just off the top of your head. Like most teams, you can like get like two or three guys. I couldn't think of a single one. And then even when I looked at the roster, there was only a couple where I was like, oh, I should have known that. Right, yeah, like Champ Bailey. <laughs> Champ Bailey, oh, LeVar Champ Bailey. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Spence else was like, I, I didn't know Trunk Candidate played in the Redskins. <laughs> he was the starting running back? Yeah. He cold. was. He ran for 600 yards and one touchdown. Well, there was a, a, quite Ooh, a... I have a Bermanism for him. Oh, let's hear it. A Trunk Manchurian Candidate. Oh, that's mm. a good one. I wrote down, I think I may have said this before, but uh, Trunk Candidate sounds like the newest Fox show starring Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought of that when I read his name too. Like, That's a good one. Um, but apparently this this team had stolen uh, a bunch of teams from the vaunted offense that was the New York Jets of 2002. That was their big offseason hall was signing uh, like I said, Lavernius Coles. Yeah. Which, when I was writing these notes, I I had to figure out how to spell Lavernius. That I that is it. all over the map. Yeah. Do it. Well, try Santana it. Moss was a Redskin as well at some point. 
for sure. Was. Yeah, I, I think started the Redskins or went to the Redskins, but love Moss and Coles. I was got to mix up because they both played in DC and in the Jets. Yeah. But that fits Snyder's MO because the remember we talked about the Jets going to the playoffs and they blew somebody out the Colts, right? Mm-hmm, right. 45 nothing and whatever it was. And like, wow, cool, shiny new thing. Let me just sign their best players. Uh, and I wouldn't pay way too much. Best players, but yeah. I Lavernius Coles, I think was the was the jewel of this 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 cash yes. grab. Greg, did you want to give a shot to spelling Lavernius? All right. Just give me a buzzer once I go wrong here. Okay. L A V E R N E U S. Was that close? No, because that's how I would have spelled it too. L A V E R A N U E S. Lever E U S. Yeah. They talked about his contract in this game. Phil had said that he was way overpaid. Not overpaid, but like it was very expensive. They're like everyone was questioning their signing because it was 13 million plus a bonus. To be fair, he did go for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, but... I don't think it was a. I mean, I think Cole's a good player, but that just struck me as like 13 million dollars is like a one season for a middling receiver, like a, a number two receiver this day and age. Yeah, but right? that's probably like what Brady was making these these yeah. days too, right? 13 million a year. But again, yeah, so they hey, you're a big name who had a good performance recently. I don't yep. care if you might be over the hill. Here's a shitload of cash. Come to Redskins. <laughs> So on top of Lavernius Coles, they also stole uh, John Hall, the kicker. If you remember him, he just had a massive leg but couldn't kick straight. So his kickoffs would always go in the end zone, but uh, his field goals, he was, I think, six for nine on the season so far this year. And then the kick returner, uh, was it Johnny Morton? Something Morton. Chad? Chad Morton. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Speedy guy, which I think we saw, I don't know, that was somebody else maybe. I think we saw him last year against the Jets and it was like, they're all about him. Like, I think he maybe won one of the games for the Jets in overtime because he took a kickoff return back for a touchdown. I think that was him. And then uh, guard Randy Thomas, who I have no idea. I've never heard of him. No idea. But that was their haul, was signing all the Jets offensive players and kick returners and such. <laughs> um, it did work out in this game. We'll, we'll say the final score because we always forget to do that. Uh, final score was Redskins 20, Patriots 17. Uh, this may be the worst game we've seen Brady play. Dude, after all that trash in the Redskins. Oh, yeah, and the Patriots lost him. (laughs) Which would be the last loss of the Patriots season. Very distinctly, actually, because I was working at Best Buy, which was one of my first jobs. Oh, yeah. And I had to work on a Sunday for the first time in my life, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like working's not worth it you know yeah. and um everyone got to take a break and they, they took the break at the beginning of the game like all the more senior cashiers whatever saw stuck working while the patriots are playing and then i had to take my break for the second half and was glad i did because they actually did make it a game they did uh the first half was nothing to write home about went into the half it 6-3 Redskins. Yeah. Um, it should have been 9-3, but uh, their vaunted signing, John Hall, had a field goal blocked. By Dan Klecko. 
Dan Klecko sighting, right. Right. Not a name you hear very often, but yeah. It, I, it wasn't so much that he blocked it that he just beat his blocker and the ball like hit him in the face mask too. Like it was a real low kick. Yeah, it was. Which I think was kind of he's John a, Hall's. He's a local guy, right? Klecko? John Hall? Klecko, he was like a... Uh, oh, he was a Jets guy. Yeah, he, like his dad was a super famous Jets player, and he was from Boston area. So he got a ton of press yeah. in Boston, but it was never any good. He was from Mar. He went to Marble High. Yeah, and then Temple for college. Because I remember people like used to love him, and I was like, Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know who this this dude really didn't do enough to. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> Warranted, yeah. Yeah, uh, but there was nothing good in this this first half. Brady got picked off twice. You could tell Brady was hurting. They actually talked about Brady and all his injuries and just injuries in general, but Brady yeah. specifically before the game had his right elbow drained, which I've never had a joint drained. I used to play soccer with a kid who had his knee drained once because it swelled up the size of like a grapefruit, which is fucking gross. But I can't imagine that's a good thing, right? No, Brady's tough. Son of a bitch. And, this is and we also cool. know that he's dealing with a separated shoulder still. Right. And so all, all like they're all like, oh, so yeah, he's taking care of it by wearing one of those like athletic sleeves on his arm. That wasn't a sleeve. That was, his yeah, arm was like his two arms are like two different sizes. That'll do it. <laughs> you never drain the main vein, Andy. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, what, I wouldn't it's call a that a joint, but yeah. <laughs> What does your main uh, vein look like, Greg? <laughs> Taking a hard right? Yeah. Let's get out of this. Let's get out of this. God. Speaking of no more, speaking well, of injuries, more Willie talk, well, Gregory. Can we do something right now that I just looked up? Can you look up Joe Klecko's uh, Wikipedia picture? Because it is. <laughs> it's a nine and a half out of ten, boys. Joe Klecko's Wikipedia. This is Dan Do they get to pick their own Wikipedia pictures? Oh my, I don't think so. I think they use. I, I hope so. <laughs> I think you can. If you're on Wikipedia, you can submit it. But what is going on in that? I can't picture? spell Klecko. It's with a K. K L E C K O. What the ever-loving? Who does he look like, Andy? Uh, he looks like the. He looks like the guy from uh, the Goonies. Or like Princess Bride, isn't there like a? <laughs> I remember dancing around the term here, but yeah, the R words. Yeah, um, looks like a redskin. Yeah, he's like he's got ill-fitting uniform on, like the well, the knee pads go like halfway down his shins. I don't think he has knee pads on. He just it's the guy. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's the oh. guy from the Princess Bride. That's who is the guy that does that. He's the wrestler. Andre the Giant. He, he looks like an Andre the Giant. He does. A small version. <laughs> With more hair. He looks like a young Andre the Giant. All right, we'll have to, that we'll is have a to put that in the show yeah. too, because, yeah, this is... But he's, like, he's standing what next to what I imagine is his, his coach. High school or college coach. This is a temple. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, got temple <laughs> gear on. And the coach is holding a football in his hands, like, at his waist. And... And Mr. Klecko here seems to be looking at the football quizzically. Yeah, with his helmet <laughs> in his hand. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's shoveled like, looking. <laughs> yeah, the look on his face is something like either what the fuck is, what this? is that <laughs> or <laughs> oh, why is, is that, that edible? I think it's is that edible is the look on that face. 
Could I eat it? I love it. Or I eat it. Wow. Okay. My Local legend Joe Klecko. <laughs> what was that guy's uh, name, Steve? The one that was smoking butts in the sideline that we looked up? As the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the, the Steagles. Oh, yeah, play for the Steagles. Oh, Bucko God. Kilroy. Yes. <laughs> nice memory. Bucko I'm never going to forget Bucko. Bucko what Kilroy, a, yeah. Bucko Kilroy. They're probably teammates. Joe Clacco. Joe yeah, Clacco. The, the, yeah. They're guys from the same, they're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a different era. Absolutely. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, uh, speaking of balls, footballs being where they're not supposed to be. Brady did not look good in this first half, throwing two through uh, interception in the end zone on like the one drive that they actually uh, like right after the the block field goal they were driving again and uh, yeah. they got a deep pass interference to I think it was Givens got the, the uh, no it's Bethel Johnson because he got hurt on that play too oh that's right yeah he heard on Champ Bailey he had Champ Bailey beat Brady short arms it through it yep yeah. Let's look at the PI and then, like, I think it was the and next Bethel, play. Like, jacks his ankle up. It was gross. Yeah. So Brady gets picked off in the end zone. Washington, I think, go like three and out. They punt. And then Brady tries to go deep again because it's like right at the end of the half and he gets picked off by Champ Bailey to basically end the half. So Champ it's just, Bailey to everyone go. in this, in these first couple of games, everybody's getting injured. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I have Bruce a whole He got injured in this one. Luckily, he came back. Kevin Falk got injured and like was limping the entire game. Bethel Johnson like jacks up his ankle. He was like a second round pick that year, right? Yeah. So your second the, round pick. The Patriots were season. going into this game, were missing nine opening day starters. They showed a, a graphic of it. So we have Roosevelt Colvin, Mike Compton, starting guard, Ted Johnson, Adrian Clem, Fred McCrary, the fullback, who cares? David Patton, Mike Vrabel, Ted Washington, and Damian Woody. So basically their entire linebacker core. Some David Gibbons gets injured in this game too. Like everybody's yeah, so, so getting hurt. They they were starting. No offense to him, um, Matt Chatham in this game, which I don't think they wanted to be, but he was in there as a starter. And I mean, didn't hear his name, so I think he played well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like they just didn't have any linebackers. Then, like on the first drive, Brewski went down, and you're like, well, like you just don't have any linebackers left. And during this entire time, I'm thinking, yeah, and then you know, the, the whole, like, Ty Law's giving it a go because even though he didn't practice all week because of his ankle from last week, um, Bethel Johnson went down, and uh, he didn't come back. And uh, Kevin Falk was the starting running back. And on the opening drive of the second half, he fumbled the ball, which Washington recovered in return to the New England one-yard line, like two plays in. And he hurt his hand on that play, and he didn't return. That was a good play by Champ Bailey. It was. Champ Bailey was legit in this game. He Actually, was, yeah. in general. Yeah, he yeah. was He was great in this 12, game, though. 12-time Pro Bowler. What number 12. was he, Greg? He's, I mean, he's, he's the guy they traded Champ Bailey from jersey. Denver, right? Yeah. He traded to Denver. Yeah. For uh, the big-name running back. Clinton Portis. Yeah. yeah, he played five years in Washington. Like they they then... fucking stumble onto the uh, uh, awesome cornerback, and they're like, "Hey, look, that guy had a great season running the ball as a running back. We can't find one of those from Mike Shanahan." And then, <laughs> and then we'll trade our like all-time Pro Bowl corner for him. 
And Clinton Portis was good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you want to hear but, what he did after he got traded? No. Yep. He uh, had three straight seasons where he was Pro Bowler, first team All Pro, and okay. he won. He what went to the Pro Bowl in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of the next nine seasons. <laughs> 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 Oops! Spent ten ten years in ten years in Denver, eight Pro Bowls, three All Pros. Well, like he could have done that in in Washington, you know. Like yep. he's clearly yep. an elite player. Good trade. Oops. Yeah, yeah. How long did Clinton Portis last after he got traded to Washington? Yeah, Clinton Portis wasn't bad, but like it certainly wasn't eight Pro Bowls out of yeah. Nine. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. running backs don't last that long, regardless. Exactly. Even he was back for Shanahan, which like obviously elevates a running back's value. And then he's like, that well. Too. I know that didn't work out, so it must have been Shanahan. Let's go get him. <laughs> and they fired his ass. Uh, throw money at him. There's no salary cap for coaches. Yeah. Dude, he had a ridiculous year in 2006, too. Ten oh. interceptions. Oh. Champ Bailey was awesome. He was. <laughs> eight picks in 2005 and then ten in 2006. He had 18 picks over two seasons. That's Fuck. fucking That's insane. Why would you even throw it to him? Yeah, right? Like, just don't even test the guy. What a That's beast. That's impressive. Yeah. LeVar Arrington was pretty good, too. He mm-hmm. stuck around, I feel, because he, like, was in the Redskins radio and stuff. He's still around here. Yeah, that's, like, the only... Because when we went to the Redskins game, whenever that was, to go there, the only jersey you saw were LeVar Arrington jerseys. No, all you'll see players that weren't currently players. playing. Yeah, because, like, why would you buy a regular player? Like, say, oh, wow, we got a really good cornerback. Oh, buy his jersey. And then two years later, they ship him off to Denver to play the next 10 years as a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. And they replace him with like Bruce Smith in the very like whole 18 of his career. He's not even on the back nine. <laughs> or uh, what's his name? The defensive tackle from Tennessee. Albert Hainsworth. Hainsworth. Hainsworth yeah. So yeah. he can lay on the Deion field. Sanders. Sanders was the original one. Yeah. Jeff George. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Massive names. It's just everyone that's, with a big name, even if they yeah. don't have the talent anymore to back it up. It's where stars go to die, is what I wrote. Under Bruce Smith. <laughs> Oops. Uh, hey, can we talk about Bruce Smith for a little bit, though? Let's do it. His face mask, first of all, was ridiculous. Wait, Old which Bruce, school. Which Bruce Smith? The Buffalo Bills guy. Which Bruce Smith? There's only one. Yeah. Oh, I always get him and Bruce Allen mixed up. Bruce Allen is the GM, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally different. Um, yeah. Bruce Smith was the longtime Bills. Um, yeah. Defensive yeah. end. Yeah. Who was like still third on the list in sacks or something ridiculous. So they were, they were, he was chasing the NFL sack uh, crown at this point. Yeah. He was like what, yeah. two or three behind. All time. Yeah. They, yeah like, only a few behind. All I wanted to do is win and like, Bro, we know that's not true. You're just getting the money nope. from Snyder and then hoping yep. to go up the last couple of sacks and then ride off at the sunset. Yep. Which, uh, spoiler, he does. Does he? Yeah. He has that's 200 cool. sacks on his career. Wow. That's a lot of sacks. You want to guess who's number one? Uh, wait. Strahan. Yeah. No. No, Strahan just has the most in a season. He's six. Oh, Reggie White. Um, Two. Yeah, no, Reggie White is who he took it from. Yeah, Reggie so White. Bruce Smith is number one. Bruce Smith is still number one? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So Bruce Reggie. Smith, Reggie White, LT's got to be up there. Yeah, he's a uh, linebacker. Uh, no, LT's not really up that high. He's number. Oh. He's tied. What about Peppers? Peppers is up there. 
Peppers mm. is four. So who's three then? Who are we missing, Greg? They actually showed this in that game, Andy. They had a, a compilation of everybody sacking Phil Sims. They did. I wrote that down. I didn't guys, keep yep. track of who it was. Um, Maybe someone from the Purple People give us, Eaters. Give us no, the team. The same kind of time frame. Uh, Steel Curtain. No, Eagles. 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 It's not Reggie White. Reggie White played on the Eagles. It's, right? a, it's kind of like a deep cut name. You wouldn't really think of it. It's Kevin Green. Oh, shit. Wait, Kevin. I, I Wait, think Kevin Mean Joe Green. Of, yeah, he was on the, the Steel Curtain. Most yeah. Of that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Also, another name drop from this team, Fred Smoot. <laughs> Great name. There's yeah. got to gotta be a Bermanism for that, Craig. Well, there's – I I don't know if we want to – we'll get into the Fred Smoot. Um, when he was in the Vikings, the – The love boat. The love boat. I was going to yes. go down that path, we but talked I figured about that, didn't I would we, Steve? leave. We did. We talked about that. He yeah, didn't play the Vikings last year. Yeah, maybe you went uh, on Reddit. He didn't ask me anything on Reddit. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he. Yeah. It, listen to the uh, the Vikings one we did last season if you want to hear about Fred Smoot and the, the shit he was talking about that that whole situation because he he got into it details and everything. Um. Speaking of, of getting into it, um, Adam Vinatieri got into it by missing his own field goal from 48, which would come into play later. Yeah, I mean, the block kick and the miss kick both really came into play because it was a yep. three-point game. Um, left. And, the, and so that led to one of the more ridiculous plays of the game with uh, Fox Special Trunk Candidate breaking a huge run, ran for like 40-something yards, no, see, this is territory. Bullshit. He ran for like 20 yards. Tyrone Poole comes behind yeah. him and punches the ball out towards yeah. the end zone, which rolls another 45 yards or 25 yards. Yeah. And then they get it. Shouldn't that be And then Washington count? recover at New England's 10. I thought you can't like advance a fumble. Uh, no, it's only within certain time. Like you can't advance a fumble like inside the 20 yard line under two minutes or something ridiculous. That's like why that. the NFL stupid because rules yeah. like that. Like you, you can't, you can't, you know? No, uh, no, it's yeah. definitely. It was and just an like, unfortunate. Like it was a great play by Poole. Hey, Steve, though, what's a catch? To go, he went for the tackle and punched it out. But he just happened to. He was like cut, tackling from behind, you know. Oh, it was a perfect punch. Yeah. Line where there was nobody. And William McGinnis had a chance at it, but he, he yeah. missed. And so the Redskins recovered at the ten, which set up a, a Brock Cartwright touchdown run. Another great yeah. name. Who? Rock Cartwright. Who? Remember the name <laughs> exactly. Rock Cartwright. That's the point. Like all the no-name guys in skins probably do all the good work. You know? Liddell Betts. His name, name was Rock. Rock. That was Rock Brock. Cartwright. No, Rock. No. Oh. His full name is Roderick Rashawn Cartwright, but he goes that's, by Rock. Yeah. That's because he likes fuck. likes getting stoned. <laughs> hey, uh, we didn't get stoned on that touchdown run. Um, but that finally wakes Brady up because they're now down twenty to three. Um, starts connecting with with people and hits a deep ball to Givens for a diving touchdown. That was a sweet. sweet throw. Finally overthrew somebody instead of underthrowing them on a deep ball. Yep, beautiful touchdown. So now it's uh, twenty to ten, and uh, going into the fourth quarter, Washington 
doesn't do anything. So the Pats are driving near midfield and Brady gets picked off yet again to start the fourth quarter. And that's kind of like, that was probably the turning point where the, like the Patriots had been driving and they were getting some momentum and that just fucking killed it. Um, at this point, Washington's like running the clock, which is stupid. Well, yeah, it's like five minutes left. And they yeah. had the ball and they could and, have just uh, like, you know, put together a little four minute offense and put salt of the game away. But the Redskins nope. are the Redskins. What are they got? Yeah. Three and out and they punted it back. Yep. And then played prevent. Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, three minutes left. Let's go into our prevent defense. Yeah. And so they immediately go to, to, uh, to prevent. And Bray just starts slinging. They go no huddle. And he finally scores a touchdown to Larry Centers just over, like just before the two-minute warning. So now it's close. Now it's 17-20. This has got to be Centers' only touchdown catch. With the Patriots. I, I honestly forgot he's even on this team. Or the yeah, Patriots. but he was featured a lot in this game because they didn't have anybody else because Antoine right. Smith is the wheels have fallen off that train. I wouldn't and, be surprised uh, if he doesn't play too much more because he had a pretty dirty hit too. Falk was Falk was done too, yeah. Uh, yeah, is is he only played one year in New England? That was his only touchdown catch, but he had twenty eight for his career. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, doesn't he? Or at at the time, he held the record for like catches or receiving yards or something as a running back. Because we yeah, saw I mean, him he has... last season against. 6,000 receiving yards over yeah. his career. That's pretty good. Nine years. Yeah, as a wide receiver, yeah. Like that was as what a run, he was known yeah. for. Yeah. As a fullback, he is not. That's probably what right. it is. Fullback. Most receiving yards for a fullback. 6,000, 6,800. This is last year. He almost had 1,000 yards one year in Arizona. Had 101 catches. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, that's crazy. Like, man. That's nuts. Like this is that's yeah. a fullback, not a running back, a fullback. He's not a fullback. That's what he's he listed as, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, he, that's what he was listed at, but he never played as a fullback. He was like a third down fullback. He played it. I don't think it's a real thing. Six foot two twenty five. So he's a fucking. He's a thick boy. Yeah, how big was Kevin Falk or Antoine Smith for that matter? Antoine's probably about the same size. Maybe bigger. Why won't you just let us have this one, Andy? Yeah, right. You know what, Greg? This is a fullback. You can have it. On on the. You know what? I'm going to look up Antoine Smith, the best pass catching fullback in the history of the Patriots. Oh, Antoine Smith listed as running back, six two two thirty two. So he's bigger. He's taller, two inches, and six pounds. There's definitely lower BMI. Okay, good. <laughs> Glad that's sorted. Trust me, I did a lot of BMI research last week. Yeah, that's true. You did, didn't you? Oh, God. Oh, speaking of which, you, uh, I forgot, you wanted to circle back to something because you forgot to bring it up last week and you told me to remind you. I'm guessing you forgot. Oh, that too. The, the teenage slang. What? I forgot well, that. We'll come back to it. I mean, let me find where it was. That's fine. Yeah, let's just finish this game real quick. Cause yeah, uh, we'll we'll so, cap it off with that. So in what Steve was saying, um, Washington... let me take this from there. Let me let me take us through here because if anyone knows the Redskins, it's me. <laughs> okay. And like they can only not be the Redskins for so long, you know. True. And no so they get the ball back after we score the touchdown. We like line up for the onside kick and kick it deep when there's nobody right. back there. Of course, you know. 
it'll just throw one guy back there just in case. So there's no one there, nah. but they, it goes, they still get it on their 20 or so. Inside the and then yeah. they have an intentional grounding penalty, which isn't called. Probably Thankfully. Be, but yep. So they, so they, they dodge a bullet with the intentional grounding. That's not called. And then they false start. And so uh, you're going back five yards. So yeah, whatever, you know, kind on of third down, right? Yeah. 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 And then they false start again. <laughs> so now they're back 10 yards. So it's pretty much like you did have the intentional grounding anyways. Yeah. And then they miss their, they have a third and 16 or whatever it is. It's a pretty long yeah. third and long that almost gets converted by Santana Moss. Yeah. But and he, can't hold in on this day ball. and age probably would have been because he like fumbled, like lost control coming out of bounds, you know, as he hit the ground. Yeah. Like caught it, got two feet down, but then like as he hit the ground, the ball popped, popped loose. Yeah. So it probably would have been a catch these days, but it wasn't back then. Yeah. Didn't make a football so the, move. So now you're punting from like your 10, you know, punter standing kind of on this goal line. Mm-hmm. And they fall start again. Yeah. <laughs> your punter's <laughs> punting from the back of his own end zone. His own fucking end zone. And he punts it like and that's, 30 that's, yards. And that's your response. You take it like... 25 seconds off the clock. Yeah. Fall started three times, got away with an intentional grounding. <laughs> Here you are punting the ball back to Tom Brady, who just scored a touchdown in yeah. like a minute. And he punts it like 30 yards, but the ball like rolls a bit. So the Patriots start at the Washington 45 yard line. Yeah. With one timeout in like just under two minutes. Um, but just the way this game is going, um, the Patriots literally go, well, not three and out, but four and out. Uh, can't convert fourth down. I thought they had like one first down. It was like where they could have. Now they didn't mean not have, but like it was no. within like a long, long field goal. Yeah, so that was the thing. Like, like it was third and eight or whatever, and it was like you yeah, feel like you'd go for it. It would have been like a, a long fifty-plus yarder, but because um, Vinatieri missed from forty-eight earlier, I think they decided it was out of his range yeah, no, and wanted like to at least convert this versus. Yeah, that and your offense doesn't. I don't know. I thought that play call or that was kind of questionable. I'll kick it and see what happens. Is, I mean, best part is you win the game. Worst part is you know you lose it and fourth yeah. down. Like, are you going to lose it? You're trying to go for the touchdown to win all the way outright. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I mean, there was still enough time that you probably could have like if you converted that first down, taken a couple of shots to win it before kicking the field goal. But you were on that like typical Belichick. We're not going to kick a field goal from here because it's too far. We're not going to punt it. So we're just going to go for the fourth down. Fuck it. And yeah. It didn't work. So they missed and that. And Washington knelt to win it. That was it. So I do have one lining of this though. Kind of bullshit though, right? Well, I, why would you run a drop play? That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. It's third and five. Yeah. You're like fringe field goal range. Just throw the ball. You have a minute right. left. Throw You're it. saying, all right, we're going to go for it. Like have two shots at that first down, you know? Yeah. Throwing the ball. As opposed to drop. Well, I think point. they ran drop point says to me, we're setting up just the get field that easy for a couple first extra down, yards. You know? Yeah, then, but you like a drop play says I want to get a couple extra yards so I can kick it. Two chances uh, to for five. I think they're just trying to get a cheap first down because they knew they figured that Washington would be uh, expecting them to sling it, trying to go for that deep pass. Yeah, but what they should have realized is that the Redskins are inept and been like <laughs> they're probably they don't adjust. Run. Well, they actually talked about how. Um, uh, uh, Steve Spurrier had like needed to learn that other teams adjust to his game plan, yeah, because here, not just at the half, but like series to series during the game, yeah. So I have the, the clip here. Hang on, Parker down 
You know, Greg, I'll make a real quick point going back to what the Patriots have adjusted to after that one play. And Steve Spurrier has probably found this out. In college, teams don't adjust holding against New England. They don't adjust sometimes for a whole game. In the NFL, they adjust after you show it to them one time. So that is a tremendous difference. Holding. <laughs> a tremendous difference. The teams will adjust to what you're doing. And, and game plan. Wait, you mean like, there's the a salary game. cap? I can't just fucking recruit the best players because I have a fucking national championship ring. I can't just pay whoever I want. Dude, I and think Saban's over there nodding. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> right? it's a whole different. Uh, if I was a college coach, I would never move to the NFL. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Pete Carroll and it's all about to come crashing down on you. Also, the rules are different. I literally just learned last weekend that there's no two minute warning in college. <laughs> Did you know that the clock stops if you get a first down in college? I, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that. But like, I was like, well, this is, they don't have any timeouts. They got a two minute warning. My friend was like, no, they don't. <laughs> Did you know you only have to get one foot in? Yeah, I knew that. Gotcha. All right. And like, if so you're not as dumb as you ground and you're, you're down. I know most of them. There's a lot of like, again, it's why football is fucking stupid. There's so many rules. <laughs> And they're different between the yeah. And then the college football have the different rules. It's like Can you imagine if soccer like, was like that. Like you yeah. get to the Premier League, and now all of a sudden there's no offsides. I mean, like basketball is the same pretty much. Like the timing is a little different, and the three point line is different size, but like the rules of the game, are the same. But even that, it's like why not just make it all standardized? Because people in college suck. <laughs> and they can't hit the long three pointer. Yeah. You think that's bad? You should see medical device regulations. <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's the fucking worst oh yeah every single country has a different regulation and they all have to audit you and it's all the same fucking thing they're all just people that are too stubborn to be like hey why don't we just stick with one set of rules say like no i have to audit you too no i gotta audit you too i gotta audit too (laughs) what i want to audit Dude, next thing you know, you got like 16 nations in your front fucking lobby. Speaking of our words, let's uh, <laughs> let's have some oh best boy. and worst from this Redskins game, yeah? Yeah, all right, you go first. You seem like you're... Uh... I have a lot of bests, actually, so I can go last if you want. Oh, all right, yeah, you go last because I, I have kind of the opposite. Greg, you want to go first? Sure. Steve Spurrier, head ball coach. Hmm. He's uh, it's a great nickname, by the way. Ball Head coach? ball coach. That's his nickname. Wait, that's his real yeah. nickname. You never heard that? No. no. Yeah, that's so they call Steve Spurrier. Did he give it to himself? That sounds like a nickname he gave himself. Uh, I don't know where it came from. Oh, guys, my name's Steve. Call me Head Ball Coach. <laughs> he won't, he's a pretty sassy guy, though. He's really Southern sassy for sure. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Citrus Bowl was like the. Second place finisher in the SEC would go to the Citrus Bowl. All right. So he said, I know why Peyton Manning came back for his senior year. He wanted to be a three-time Citrus Bowl MVP. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. I love that. That's not bad. Yeah. He fucking kicked ass at Florida. Won national championship. uh, Played in two in a row, 95-96. Won six SEC championships and was SEC Coach of the Year five times. And, I mean, the SEC is not some fucking joke conference. That's the best conference in football. Right. So Maybe not quite back then, but 
Yeah, maybe not back then, but yeah. So yeah, Steve Spurrier, he's he's my best. I had a lot of fun uh, looking looking up stuff from him. Love it. My worst, uh, I want to say like last week it, it was kind of a role reversal. This week, as far as like the stats go, where last week they got like outgainaged out yardage on paper that looked like they should have lost. And this week mm. was the opposite. They had way more yards. It was 387 to 253. I mean, Washington only had 134 yards in the air. The Patriots oh, like yeah. should have won this game. If you look at it just from the stats, but again, it's like they turnovers. Sh- it's it, Yeah. They showed yeah. us, they showed a couple stats actually. Um, like I think it was in the fourth quarter. They showed one uh, total yards in the second half and the Patriots were, they had 246 to 78. And then uh, the QB comparison uh, in the second half, your boy Pat Ramsey was two for five for 12 yards. Brady was 16 for 20, 193 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I do think though, like, I don't know. That's misleading. I thought Patrick Ramsey actually played pretty decently in like. He did, but they didn't even, they just didn't he throw it within, in the half. Yeah, because they whatever there the was, game gave him, right? Like you're up big, yeah. hand the ball off. Don't make the big mistake. Yeah, what was the the rushing totals, Greg, comparatively? The rushing totals. I don't know. The best stack. Like a hundred to a hundred. Washington had one twenty. All I have right now is like net passing yards and total yards, but there's like a hundred. Is it's equivalent. Uh, let's see, rushing yards. Uh, Patriots 30 for 106, and Redskins were 29 for 119. So 100 to 100. Yeah, give or take. That seems low. All you saw it does. the Redskins okay. rushing. But again, like the, but the game was yeah, kind of in hand it, for the Redskins, Steve. and Patrick Ramsey played fine. He didn't make any dumb throws, really. I thought he looked nope. okay. And I'm sure Dan Snyder was sitting there and being like, yeah. He looked like, uh, I have written down, he looks like a poor man's Brett Favre because he was – just like slinging it, he was doing the sidearm throw, like off balance, like into double coverage, and it was working for him. They're talking about how strong his arm was. Yeah, I found this actually pretty fucking impressive about Patrick Ramsey. Absolutely nothing to do with football. So maybe like uh, Snyder went to like a track and field event in college or whatever, whatever he competed, and he threw a a seventy three yard javelin throw. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like, meters, but they convert it into 73 yards, which that's, that's I, a far as javelin throw. That seems like a legit throw. I have no yeah. frame of reference for what's a far javelin. Throw. I don't know either. Me neither, but I, but like, I don't think I could throw a stick 73 a javelin, yards. Like, throw this. Like, yeah, I'm getting like 20 yards, maybe. Yeah, tops. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Just if I was standing on a football field, how, how far could I throw the perfectly weighted stick? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah. Probably not 73 yards. No, I, so maybe half that. Yeah, I can't throw a football that far. <laughs> I can't throw a baseball that far. Not without a couple of bounces. I bet the Redskins would have drafted uh, Jamarcus Russell if they had the yes, chance. I bet they would have. I bet yeah. they were trying to trade up for him, but they just couldn't. Yeah. It. All right. So. It's your worst, Greg. Yeah. Uh, that was his worst. Uh, that was my worst. Yeah. Patriots oh, outgaining, but oh, yeah, turnovers. Yeah. Also, another another best here. Uh, the field fu- field judge for this game, Boris Cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Cheek, baby. Bo Cheek. Bo Cheek. Boris keep an eye Cheek. Out, keep an eye out for him the rest of this season. 
<laughs> Some good names on that on the officials list: Jim Quirk, Ed Camp, and Boris Cheek. I mean, there's great names all game here. Trunk candidate Fred Smoot. Smoot, and they they kept uh, they kept smooting the Smoot chant. Yeah. And they did that with Bruce Smith too, with to. Bruce. Yeah. Even yeah. Liddell Betts is like, I don't know. It just yeah. rolls off the tongue. It's Mookie's dad, right? That's what Should I, I kept thinking Mookie. Oh. Every time I heard Betts, I heard Mookie. What do you want to say? Uh, can you name that other guy there? Oholate? Oholete? Try it, Andy. Where? If Yanyi Oholete. Where? See I see Zaron Flemister. Whoa, Whoa, that's a good one too. Whoa, Pepe Z- Zellner, Z- Pepe Zellner. Yeah, he had a uh, a, a pass that down. Yeah. Jeez, dude, some great. See his real name, Pepe Zellner. No, what is it? Give it to me. Hundens Giuseppe Zellner. Just... <laughs> so he goes, he goes by, by Pepe. He goes by his middle name's nickname. That's legit. He doesn't even go by Giuseppe Zellner. Yeah, I love that's Peppy with an I too. Oh yeah, Peppy, like Peppy Longstocking. A little Peppy. No, that's Peppy Andy. A little Peppy. Not if you're Chris Berman. Peppy Longstocking Zellner. Okay, okay. Where is this guy from? What is that? Is that Italian? I mean, Giuseppe's Italian. Giuseppe's definitely Italian. Greg is from Georgia. I, I, I knew that. I'm just that's why I didn't say where is he from, Andy. I said, what is that name? Uh, all right, Steve, give me your best and worst. You want me to go instead of yeah. you? Yeah. All right. I like I said I have a lot. All right, I'll go first then. Um my best is Rodney Harrison and his shoestring tackles. I had that one. Every time he's he's running a guy down from behind, he just like dives at their back leg and clips it like you used to do in high school to your friends walking down the uh, yeah like walking down the hallway. You clip the, the other, back yeah. leg so it kick their yeah, and he would do that and they would it, it would hit him on a full sprint and they just go f- straight face down into the turf. Well, they're also like the two times he did it, they're big plays. One like where you're getting beat, like they oh, call yeah. it the perfect play on a, a screen on a blitz. Yep. And if he didn't make that tackle, it was probably six. And the other one was. Same idea. He's covering Coles in like a zone. Yeah, Laverne's Coles. It was like a third and ten, and Coles had him pretty much beat. And if he doesn't make that tackle, he's probably going for like forty. Yeah, he's going. He's gone down the sidelines, and he just barely clipped him late in the game to get the Patriots the ball back. It was uh, that was his thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was awesome. Uh, There was also Tom Brady. I think like uh, I think it was the first drive. Where, uh, as Phil Sims is saying, um, you know, they're talking about Brady's arm and his elbow and everything, how he had it drained before the game. Um, and so they say, you know, running the football protects your quarterback as they're running a reverse that Brady is the lead blocker on. Yeah. Which he throws, like, he throws his shoulder, his bad shoulder into whoever it was that he's trying to block. It was um, slow getting up. Like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This Champ Bailey. I think it may have been, yeah. He was trying to drag block Chan Bailey, but with like a cut block. Yeah. And this is on the first drive, and I'm like, yeah. I wrote down, he's a lead blocker in the reverse with a bad elbow. Knock that shit off. And he definitely looked like, he got, like it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, it, he, like he was slow getting up, and you're like, yeah. oh my, what are you doing? Um, And then uh, my worst is John Hall's helmet. 
He's, he had a face mask that looked like uh, his helmet was sliding down the front of his face. And that's probably why he missed so many kicks, I think. He was the opposite of Bruce Smith. Yeah, Bruce Smith had half his forehead exposed. John. Oh, yeah. Bruce Smith's helmet was great. Like super old school lineman. Mm-hmm. It's the same one that uh, John Klecko was probably holding in his hand. <laughs> yes. It may have been the same helmet. It might um, be. And then I'll see if I can post this picture on the show notes. But um, this picture of... Oh God! And yeah, Snyder. Which it wasn't the, even a touchdown. No, it was a fumble return that, that was obviously down to one, and he was doing this, and he just you just want to punch him right in the oh, right in the teeth. That looks like yeah. like if a European like came to an NFL game and was like, yeah. "What are we doing? Is this what we do here? Yeah. <laughs> is this, this no? This is what um the, the the characters in Dabbing with Cam would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got into the red zone. Why is fingers so pointed? Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's just like he doesn't know, dickhead, how yeah. to celebrate for. Ah, so that was my worst. Is just watching Fuck that it. fucker get to celebrate, and then they replayed it too, which was even worse. Yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to high five his his buddy standing there too, his hedge fund buddy, whoever the fuck that was, and they like couldn't high five. Oh, whole he's thing. Paying him to be there for sure. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, and then also the last thing. Um, oh, I, I got a couple here. Um, this, we already talked about the sack leader highlights, all showing them sacking Phil Sims. It was beautiful. And Phil Sims is like, I did not like that one bit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Phil. I liked Phil. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, but the audio in this, because this was obviously from a VHS tape, but it felt like uh, for some reason at certain points, the audio for either Phil or Greg Gumbel would kind of like go up a little bit into chipmunk territory. Did you notice that? No. It was especially like when they would cut away from the game and they were like showing like a, a stat or something. Like their voice would get just a little bit higher and it would start sounding like this and and then it would come back again. And even in some spots, listen listen for, for the next game too because it happened in the, in the last game and I forgot to mention it. But it, it happened... At certain points when like Phil Sims would get excited about something. So all of a sudden stuff's happy. And he starts sounding sound like this. And, it was, and then the, the, the play would be over and he'd, he'd go back to normal. It was great. It just added a little bit of flair to a game that I didn't really want to watch. Because I knew the pass lost to the fucking Redskins. Are you sure it was like something to do with the audio quality? Or maybe yeah. he was just... Yeah, no, because it, it was coming back in and out. To the yeah, point where I was excited. We should probably mention if everyone wants to watch these actual games and really like listen to how the pitch of Phil Sims' voice and find out if Andy's actually talking about the truth or not, <laughs> they are available on the PatriotsDynasty.info website. Yep. Yeah, I post the game every time in the show notes. Um, so I know you guys a link to the, at home the YouTube. Like, oh, wow, that's such a great insight, Andy. Uh, must be the VHS quality. Let me go and watch this game for a couple hours to see if it's there. It's right at the beginning, too. It starts early. Cool. All right. I can't believe no one's talked about the best best from this game. Let's hear it. The absolutely brutal sack from William McGinnis. Oh, yeah. That, I have that in as a highlight. Zone. It is the I cleanest mean, it's, sack. It was like if you uh, hit a driver flush, you know, you just middle, you middle, it, it, and it's just like the most yeah. clean fucking. I didn't watch this game. That's fine. It's on the highlights oh. on the Pages Dynasty Info. It's like the number one highlight. 
It is. It's the first highlight. He comes off in the red zone, I think right there, early in the game when like right after Brewski goes down and everyone's like, man, what the hell are we going to do? And Willie comes in and is like, I got this. And yeah, comes clean off go, the Greg. edge and just, well, bam. Can you see this, Greg? Uh-huh. So watch it's bottom. On the 10-yard line, even the nine. Just clean. It's the cleanest uh, sack I've seen in yeah. a long time from a Patriots player. It was sexual. Just <laughs> straight up like, he gets a full head of steam, and Patrick Graham, he's coming from the quarterback's like front side, not even his blind side, but the quarterback just like, doesn't even see him and just shoulder directly into the chest and cleans him out. And it wasn't even like, you know, sometimes you see those and it like hurts you because it looks so violent, but that was just like fluid. Yeah. Where like it almost like seemed like Ramsey was like kind of leaning into it before. So it was just yeah. like, he just like picked him up and carried him and just like yeah. boom, play over. <laughs> Beautiful. And it was a big sack too. Like it was huge. Yeah. Right at the beginning of the game, they're in the red zone on the 10 yard line. And that's, they, they stalled them for a field goal there. Yep. Um, call, Steve. I also saw a commercial for the brand new Hummer. <laughs> it was hilarious. Cause like right now they're releasing commercials for the brand new Hummer. That's true. Yeah. That's electric. electric. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is hilarious. Like we've Yikes. come full circle. <laughs> uh, my worst. And it pains me to say it is uh it's kind of like a best and worst right there's a play where patriots are in kind of 30-ish of the redskins and um braid tries so a quick slant like a hot read on a blitz oh this is a good point because troy brown and troy turns he's not he's like a second behind brady so when he he flips his head around the ball's on him already he just yeah. he's just not ready for it and it bounces off him right up in the air and there's like a crowd of people yeah and then Dion just grabs it out yeah. of nowhere. On third, like on third and three, too. Yeah. Yeah. In the red zone, convert off. And now that play is also on the website, too. So negative on Troy. Come on. Come on, buddy. You know, so I think it was a timing there. issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not really Troy's fault. Maybe it was Brady. Brady threw it too quick. Yeah. Brady was overcompensating at this point, hucking the balls in there because he'd been underthrowing everybody. And then I had a couple uh, pluses as well for Brady. Okay. Even though he kind of played pretty poorly on this, that Sig Gibbons touchdown was his 50th yep. touchdown. Oh, damn. That was a nice little uh, TD. Great, great pass for his touch 50th. Yeah. And then um, it's awesome to see Brady showing uh, Bruce respect. He didn't get a sack, but he, uh, Bruce Smith had a sick ass spin move on Matt Light, just totally oh, left yeah. him in the dust. Brady's able to get rid of it pretty quick. It's like a three step drop, right? And he still got like yeah. knocked to the ground. And you watch the replay closely. He's like patting his helmet as he's like, <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, he's like, that was a sweet move. This typical Brady. That's what he does. Yeah. Every time somebody gets him on the ground, he's probably talking shit to him, but he's patting him on the helmet. About oh, he's not talking shit all game, but like, yeah, he's a competitor. You know, real recognized. That was a sweet, sweet move by Bruce Smith. And sure I think it's pretty cool that I didn't, I didn't know that until doing the research for all this, that Bruce Smith is the all time NFL sack leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he had a few sacks of, Patriot quarterbacks in his days with the Bills, too. Oh, yeah. He's guess. been eating Drew Bledsoe's a lot. I mean, a lot of those <laughs> is built on Drew Bledsoe. Trying to... Yeah, and Steve Krogan. Yeah, and, and let's be real. Drew Bledsoe had to try to throw the ball away and made like six interceptions in Bruce's <laughs> grass. He probably would have had six more sacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would have got to 200 much quicker. Mm-hmm. Nice. Would have to go sell out in Washington, D.C. for Dan Snyder. <laughs> hey, got to make that money. Yeah, I'm all about it. Hope you got paid a shitload. We should also talk about this uh, Patriots defense too, because 
Uh, again, I think we talked about this last week, but this does not look like a team that's about to win 22 straight football games. Absolutely not. Like, well, they're not even so close. injured, dude. Right. They have nobody left. Brady looks like he's struggling. But this defense, they showed a stat. Um, this obviously must have been before they scored the two touch the um, Redskins scored their two touchdowns. But uh, opponents in Patriots territory uh, in the last three games, which I'm assuming doesn't count. Well, no, it has to count week one because this is week four of the season. So the, the last three games, the first three games of the season, the 19 drives in Patriots territory for the opponents uh, has turned into four punts, four takeaways, eight field goals attempts, one loss on downs, and two touchdowns on 19 drives. They scored two touchdowns. Yeah, so some of the signs are there that they're actually – defense – One of it is like they're able to compete pretty well despite all the injuries. Yeah. So and maybe that really does help them of like, you know, when we get people back and the depth of the team is really, really solid. It's got to be. A good draft with Asante Samuel getting reps, you know. Mm-hmm. And Eugene Wilson, he's he's already there starting safety at this point. And he's yeah. what, four games into his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, it's by default almost, but yes. Right. All right, Greg, what did you have? Something about teenagers? Are you guys done your best and worst? Steve, yeah. you don't get any, you got anything else? I'm good. He only had four. How dare you? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, my worst is all this losing. I think if they lose, <laughs> if they lose another game, I'm quitting. <laughs> That's one more to go, Greg. Uh, well, this website I found last week when we were talking about children's uh, teen slang. If there's any parents on the uh, that listen to the podcast, I want to point them in the direction of netsanity.net forward slash teen slash slang dash parents guide. <laughs> it's 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 all about decoding teen slang and what oh, what is what's just good harmless what's good harmless fun and what you need to be concerned about. <laughs> yes. So they got. Um, Let's see what categories. Well, it weighs how to stay on top of the trends and terminology. Um, one idea they have is to bookmark urgent urban dictionary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that oh, is no. Yeah, I know. Even I don't have that bookmark. No, you, you should just, I'm sure they have an app. You should just download the app to your phone. Just like, no, that, that website is for very specific things only. <laughs> you know, you don't want to just go poking around in there and see what you find. And really, it should I, be Urban Thesaurus, shouldn't it? Yeah, can you imagine, like, <laughs> it's a couple middle-aged parents, like, suburbia white kids, and they're just like, what is this fucking website? Good God. <sighs> uh, they, got, uh, they got a couple of different categories, how to how to look for things here. You know, they have um, fun and harmless teen, teenage slang, like bruh, fam, goat, hundo, hundo P. Yeah. <laughs> In your estimation, Greg, how up to date is this website? Since, you know, you are hip. You are wearing a backwards hat right now. It's, uh, it's definitely a little bit old because there are like things to keep your eye on. Up and coming, they're like it, a lot of people sound like they're starting to use this thing called TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got uh, so they have like harmless fun, and then they have teen slang terms to keep your eye on. 
Bay, that could be concerning. <laughs> what? Uh, avocado. <laughs> what is avocado supposed to mean? Uh, used to describe a person who is socially construed as straight by those around him or her, but in actuality is gay. Oh, so they're in the closet. Yeah, so Andy. <laughs> Was that Andy? Deny it if you if you Andy, if you disagree. Please speak now or be ever thought of as an avocado. Avocado Andy. Avocado Andy. We've done forty something episodes of this fucking podcast, and the one time I gotta leave to go pee. <laughs> we just lost our LGBTQ plus crowd. <laughs> Uh, so you want to hear some of the warning flags? This is that teenage slang you better fucking shut your shit down for. Oh, girl. Mm, Netflix and chill. Oh, yeah. <gasps> mm, what does that mean? If you see your kids doing that, it could mean open quotation, making out, close quotation, <laughs> or sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Why is making out in quotes? No, scare quotes. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, smash to have casual sex is one to keep an eye on. Also, <laughs> this is my favorite 420 slang for marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't figured that one out by yet, your kids are already. Yeah maladjusted yeah you're it's like your whole this website isn't going to help you like yeah. there's so many other things probably not even on this site oh so all those parents out there that is netsanity.net forward slash teen slang parents guide oh boy i love fucking old people especially you mom we yeah. love you I would say I'm the hippest one on this podcast, right? Why do you say that? Um, that's like saying you're the tallest midget, but okay. Yeah. You're, you're the youngest, so I guess by problematic. default. We don't use the M word around here. Yeah. What do we use? <laughs> Greg, you're the smartest redskin. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> I believe the term is the one-eyed man in the land of the blind. That would be that's, you. That's yeah. giving yourself that's way too much credit, dude. I, I think that's true, yeah. You're the two-eyed man in the land of the one-eyed. Yo, I'm so like lit. It's, it's no better. I'm Gucci, bro. <laughs> or so I, was, uh, I use Gucci all the time, Yo, actually. You trying to curve me right now? Don't make me <laughs> ghost you. <laughs> You're just reading off this website. <laughs> Yo, you salty. Low key. <laughs> Yo, was, Andy is an avocado. Yeah, <laughs> avocado Andy for sure. Did you hear that, Andrew? I sure did. Okay. That's cool. You're you, ghetto spread. Andy, you're fucking you're avocado toast, bro. I'm pretty sure avocado is just like a way to make fun of millennials. Avocado toast. Possibly. I'm not a hip, Greg. You tell yeet. us. You're, you're Mr. You guys hip. know yeet. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Swole. 
Swole, yeah, that's that's what I do when I go to Swole Foods, baby. Turned up. Did you get turned up at Swole Foods? Eh? Goddamn right. <laughs> On that kombucha. Yeah, you, you go there this is an organic. Bag. I keep it on it. I chug that butcher, baby. I keep it on it. All the avocados you can eat, boy. Yeah, that's Gucci, man. <laughs> I, I tried to use Gucci um, with this girl I managed, and she's like, hey, is this good? And I was like, it's Gucci. And I spelled it G-U-C-H-I because, like, no, Steve, that's no. not Gucci, right? No. Even I know that's not right. Steve. It's G-O-O-C-H-I. <laughs> I don't know if that's right or not, but I'm assuming it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's, no, that's Gooch, which is... So, know. yeah. So now it's I use that all the time. That feels right. Hey. Look at it. He's podcasting. Hey, Kelly, you're live on the podcast. What are you... <laughs> nope. Oh, just cut out. Oh, Thank God. Geez. Oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Chicks, huh? Uh, <laughs> is that on the is that on the website, Greg? Chicks? <laughs> what does that mean? There's gotta be something applicable on here. So I, I heard that there was a, a term smash, but is there something for uh doing a Thai law dance afterwards? Mm, yeah. Mm, what is that for that. The, the smash and sweep. Ooh. Yo, straight fire, something hot or trendy. That could apply. Yo, Andy, you're looking like a snack. I am a snack. <laughs> Are you B4? Because I'm trying to buy hey. a snack. Yeah. G-N-O-C, Andy. I don't know that one. Um, Get naked on camera. <laughs> now they're making shit up. I love these. That's on warning. That's on warning flags. <laughs> is it? Not uh, are yeah, you we are doing this podcast on Zoom, so we should probably stay away from that. Dude, this is <laughs> bougie. Are you bougie, Greg? Mm, that's a good one. You are, you are acting a little extra, I will say. All right. Speaking of absolutely useless drivel, let's wrap this podcast up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next week? Who are we playing? Who we got? We got the Tennessee Titans, a rematch Ooh. from late last year. Yeah. This is it, right? This Isn't that the last loss? Have to tune in next week and find out. Steve. I don't remember. Steve. I don't know anything. We actually talked about this with Brian Mori. Yeah. We're like, like, they score a touchdown and like everyone cheers at the wrong time because the Red Sox are playing or some shit like that. Correct. And the Patriots were so angry that they decided they would never lose again. I love it. Get so one you want to the way, and then we're oh. on to the. Oh, but before we go, don't forget we have a hotline. Oh yes, what's the number, Steve? Else sent you anything, Andy? Uh, well, those episodes haven't aired yet, so no. Oh, right. <laughs> but they'll start airing this week, I think. So, I will keep you posted. What's the number? Uh, I'm texting you right now. Number. Five 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 Six. five five. <laughs> 603. Is Indiana Jones here? (laughs) No, motherfucker. He's not real. (laughs) Yeah. Also, a hot tip for all our fans the Dave Chappelle show, all on Netflix now. Yes. Yes. So, to check that out, Uh, I just texted 603 505 8043. Which may or may not be Andy Brown. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, apparently it goes right to Andy because I just texted me some avocados. So. <laughs> I got it on my computer so I can I can respond. So again, we will put out the warning that it is not a one-way form of communication. The Wait, communication did we say it can was, go both ways. It was it was 505 Troy Brown for 3. For 3, right. There it is. Yeah, Troy Brown shooting a three-pointer from the corner. Just I bet that. Troy Brown's a great basketball player. Oh yeah. I bet he's a glue guy. He's a hustler. Yeah. yeah. The good he gets back on defense. Yes. Yeah. Makes great team. Right great passer. Yeah. Great passer. Yeah. All but also can pass. and can nail a three. And when he nails it, everyone's all about it. Oh yeah. You know he like, can. You think nail people love Scalabrini threes? No, no. Everyone loves Troy Brown for three. Oh yeah. Which there is a, a college basketball player now. I think called Troy Brown. Yes. He's on the. Because when I was looking now. for Troy Brown jerseys, Troy Brown college jerseys, uh, can't find him. But you can find the uh, the basketball player. I think he's where you go to college. NBA. I think isn't there a Troy, Brown Troy Brown in the Brown. NBA? Or like the G League, at least. Well, he might be in the NBA now. But when I was looking, yeah. I was just looking for Troy Brown Colleges. He went to Marshall, Greg. Oh, yeah. The Thundering but, Herd. Yeah, yeah he's on Chad the Wiz. The Wiz, right? And Moss. Yeah. DC has their own Troy Brown playing basketball. See? Always always got to get the uh, the wrong one, though. I mean, our Troy Brown's definitely better. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Yeah, next week, to. Steve McNair, Jeff Fisher, Eddie George, Frank Wycheck, and the three and one Tennessee Titans Ooh, come to, to Gillette Stadium. And the Patriots are reeling. The Patriots are favored by one point going into this game. Really? What? Yeah. How? Home field advantage, baby. Still fans. I guess so. Still fans. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till the day where like, oh yeah, there used to be fans in the stands that changed the betting lines. They used to have football. It's a game that you can Don't find you online. Fucking dare say that, Andy. Well, at least we have this podcast to memorialize it. That's yep. true. Yeah. Patriots are currently two and four. They're reeling. Mm-hmm. But I'm not giving up yet. We had the Me Jets. Either. That's this week. We're gonna They're two and I five, a- Greg. I made a bet this week with the Dolphins fan at my work. Whoever finishes higher in the in the division has to buy <laughs> the other person a jersey of their choice. Oh, Wait, whoever finishes higher buys the jersey. Now loser, no, lower. yeah, the loser, okay. loser yeah. buys the jersey. Right. Yep, yeah. I love that jersey of their choice. What jersey We're, would you choose? That I don't know. I got my eye on a Randy Moss jersey because I don't trust anybody on the current roster to be on the team next year. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Chase Winovich a couple weeks ago, but yes. I was gonna say I was gonna say Gilmore because he's 24. Yeah. So you may as well add to that 24 collection. If he wins, he wants a two one. I'm just gonna order him a Ryan Fitzpatrick one and just be like, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> oh, that's you should order him a no, Greg, order him a two up from uh Maryland, a little two up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I love it. All right. Well, we will find out how these Patriots do. Cause uh just like today's Patriots, these ones are reeling starting the season. Need to right the ship against the uh, incoming Tennessee Titans. So we'll see you next week on the Patriots Tennessee podcast. See you later. See you later. See you later.